Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. That, that's the biggest thing I'm upset about this week. It's Chris as Pat O'Donnell signing with uh, those bastards in the North. It's the Believe in Monsters podcast right here on the Believe in Monsters podcast network, hosted by yours truly and Lucas Berry and Chris Krogman. What's Who up? are so you? Funny? Yours truly. You're just sounding so much better, dude. You used to sound like you were recording under the I had, ocean. I had two weeks of a fault. Well, three, three weeks of faulty mic time. So uh, got the brand new Snowball mic. Uh, go out and look at hook it up on Amazon. Fifty bucks, nice and it makes us all sound professional as we're talking about our Chicago Bears uh, getting into the second and third wave of free agency, uh, getting into you know getting our eye on the draft a little bit and get you know it just get all in all chopping it up about the Chicago Bears. Uh, Lucas, how's your, how's your week been going, man? It's great to see you. So far, so good. Uh, we're here today to hopefully ease people's minds because I know people are going nuts about this free agency thing. And- Why are they going nuts? Were they expecting us to be Super Bowl contenders this year? Freaking idiots. We're going to win four games. It's fine. Buckle up. Well, not only that, Ryan Poles told us exactly what he was going to do. and people Exactly. Are That's what I don't get. Uh, maybe we can dig up the audio here sometime and, and play it. But uh, he literally told us word for word. Uh, I'm going to build through the draft, and I'm going to try and sign players, second and third wave players at free agency. And uh, it's basically what he's done. And uh, we'll we'll go through all things free agency with the Bears. But first, Chris, how you doing, buddy? Father. I'm doing well. Uh, went back into my day job office for the first time in a long time today got to meet my new manager and see a lot of my co-workers again so that was a lot of fun did you catch did the COVID? Little, uh, happy hour afterwards i how would i know if i caught the covid yet joe i am so many i have been stabbed so many times by my doctor that if i get covid at this point i'm gonna be pretty pissed I but uh, i hope not so, uh, but I'm doing well, Lucas. Thank you for asking. I do appreciate the uh, the inquiry into my well-being. Um, I am looking good. The, uh, That's what you're doing. Is you're looking well, good. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, Joe Gaither Six. You are looking mighty fine yourself without that uh, stash on your face. Uh, you must have shaved it after Bama lost. But uh-huh. we are. Excited to talk to you all tonight. I, Lucas said it. Ryan Poles told everybody this wasn't going to be a spend all your money kind of year. All of the cap analysts on Twitter have been telling us that a massive rebuild was coming, whether that was with Pace or a new regime. We are here. It is a new regime. It is a complete rebuild, and in all honesty, 
it's probably better to do it now rip the band-aid off get the guys in that poles and Eberflus want rather than chug along with a eight and eight eight and nine whatever roster that's gonna piss you off for a few years and then they're gonna end up blowing it all up anyway so I'd rather just do it now and get it over with. And, you know, we're going to have some mediocre talent. I don't think they're trying to completely shit the bed on purpose, but they have, you know, signed minimal deals, which they said they were going to do. I wouldn't be surprised to see polls try to stack more picks, whether that's trading uh, Robert Quinn or, you know, another asset, you know, maybe fucking maybe Eddie Jackson gets traded. Who knows, man? There's probably <gasps> not the contract in in there to do that but i'm just throwing things out there i don't think he gets dealt away from eberflus in that defense but you know we talked about a little bit if he trades back when we when we had one second rounder now he has two i i still wouldn't be surprised to see polls trade back to try to add talent to this draft it's extremely deep at multiple positions that we need that we had joe daly on on here talking about so yeah still wouldn't be surprised joseph the NCAA tournament is going on. We know that uh, your favorite team, Alabama, is no longer with us. They didn't even get out of the first round. They played like a bunch of bums. Well, our podcast seemed to have like not wanted to upload last week, so I just feel like we should touch on that a little bit. And uh, do you have a bracket that still has a chance in any sort of competition left, Joe, since you are the college basketball guru on this no, show? No. Oh, no. Uh, I, I had a... Uh... I had Gonzaga and Arkansas and who else is Duke all, all all advancing. I definitely had Arizona and was it San Francisco and St. Peter's all advancing. So yeah, we're 100 16, 16 teams in my Sweet Sixteen. Ready San Francisco, what are you talking about, dude? Oh, they lost, didn't they? All fifteen teams. <laughs> I didn't even know how San Francisco had a college basketball team until I saw them in the first round. Yeah, the, the University of Florida thought so thought so highly of them. They hired their they hired their their coach. <laughs> like they're actually, they're actually, actually pretty good. They gave Gonzaga a run a couple times. All right, well, yeah. uh, go San Francisco, I guess. But uh, yeah, these people who are see, I I haven't been as in touch with with, with the Twitter heads as my, as my man Luke and Chris have. It's been. better, dude. It's for the better, man. I'm losing my mind because they they don't understand. Uh, you know, oh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna waste Justin Fields this that, and the other. Wasting Justin Fields would be to double down again on a, on this roster, and then a third time. Uh, you know, you're you're getting second year Justin Fields on, on a rookie contract, so you get your two, your three, your four on a rookie contract you're five on a on a on a, on a fifth year extension likely and it, but but if, but if he's the guy that we all think your five becomes your becomes kind of a long-term extension but so you've got a year of cheap of cheap of cheap justin fields while you can rework this this team kind of reset everything and kind of build what you want around him and then you look the next two years with cheap justin fields as just build 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 it's just give him options give him weapons and not to say that we're not giving him weapons and giving him options at the moment but you have to do it wisely you can't just go out there and sign juju smith schuster you can't just go out there and sign julio jones as much as like my bam in me was like eh, 
it'd be cool to sign Julio one year, three million, but he ain't gonna be there. Like that's that's not, that's not gonna be the thing. You're not gonna sign Juju Smith-Schuster. You're not gonna sign these guys who are you know big name guys. Christian Kirk for seventeen for what seventeen eighteen million dollars. Uh, Devontae Adams with what is twenty eight million dollars, mm-hmm. and obviously we're gonna walk. Away, we're, we're gonna we're gonna lose. Uh, we're gonna lose Allen Robinson for what for uh. What, Oh gosh, he already signed for the for the Rams. Uh, for 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 he, he lost, and a half. right. So and he half, he yeah. lost out on his negotiations too. So like you look at Ryan Pohl as being frugal with the money, and it really sucks what happened to Larry Ogunjobi. I don't know if uh, if that got lost in the last podcast or not, but failing his physical really stinks for for the Bears. But other than that, you've seen him make these tactical like little plug and play guys. We're gonna spend the money t- tightly, and okay, yeah, you trade away Mac for draft picks, and like you just like touched on Luke, you probably you might trade away others and Krogman. You might you might trade away others for draft picks because draft picks are the gold right now so i'm just excited for the nfl draft to see what he does with those assets so i think the i think the anger at ryan poles and at free agency is extremely misguided to this point and my point about this is if you're gonna be mad at anyone you should be mad at ownership for letting Ryan Pace yes! last year. Yes. This this rebuild should have started last year, and this should be 100%. the Bears that this should be the year that the Bears are getting back into being competitive. But basically, because the McCaskies let Ryan Pace stay, he mortgaged yet another year of the future. Then they also traded up for Justin Fields. Everyone on planet Earth knew that wasn't going to work out with Pace and Nagy. I mean. We were like, will Pace stay? Will Nagy, you know, Nagy's gone no matter what, but will Pace stay? If Pace wasn't staying and it seemed like that was kind of the idea from the start, like if he didn't make the playoffs, what was the point of keeping him for last year? Like, if you're going to be mad at anyone, that's who you have to be mad at because at this point, there's too many free agents. There's not enough money. There's not enough draft picks to fix where this roster's at. And I know people seem to think Ryan Poles can, oh, well, you got to at least do something. Like, what are you going to do in free agency? You're just going to sign another random dude to protect Justin. You're going to sign another Jermaine Effetti to protect Justin Fields. That's, those are the type of dudes you're bringing in. You're, you're going to bring in another, yeah, you're going to bring in another mediocre wide. You're going to bring in another Demir Bird to catch Pat. What is that doing? Low you're doing tier absolutely nothing. Guys. Low, low all, tier all you're guys. doing is wasting money. You're wasting time. You have to really rip this thing down from the foundation to get it fully back to where it needs to be. And that's what Ryan Poles is doing. He's doing the dirty work. And I'm not here to be the, the big meatball fan of the Bears and, and say, oh, yeah, Ryan Poles is God and he can't make mistakes and the whole nine yards. But it's been a week of free agency, and he's at least been very clear with what his plan was. And I would say to this point, he hasn't really diverged from that. And, and I applaud him. and. We'll get into this. The one big free agent I kind of agreed with people that the Bears possibly should sign is Taron Armstead just to bring in, you know, an all-pro left tackle to protect fields. But even then, you know, he's 31. He's never played a full season. It's Did you see what he got from the Dolphins? Yeah, I I thought he would make over $20 million a year. It looks like he'll probably make 15 to 16 so sure. But then again, there's also another aspect of that of, but they gave him a five-year deal also. like We had to wait for the details to come out. I think, it'll, I think it looked like on the surface like a three-year deal where he's going to be making about 15 a year and they can get out after that. But All right. regard, re- regardless, 
the other aspect of it is the, do you want to play here? Are you really, you're 31 years old and, and you're at this point in your career, do you really want to play for the bears? We're going to win seven games this year. If, if they're lucky, do you really want to be on a rebuilding team? Like I know Miami's not great, but you're also in Miami. So there's a lot of things at play. Do you want to play here? The whole nine yards. You're not going to bring in those types of veterans generally at this stage of where you're at. Um, I'll kind of leave it at that. I mean, Chris, what are your thoughts on all this? Lay it on us. I mean, that's 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 how I'm feeling. I feel like the finger pointing should be at Ryan Pace and the last regime for letting this go on for this long. So I'll, I'll play a little bit of devil's advocate here in that, you know, I don't disagree with what you're saying per se, but to have all of these things coincide would be like a unicorn, right? It'd be pretty fucking unbelievable for them to let go of Ryan Pace, still end up with Justin Fields and completely start the rebuild. I mean, I don't think you draft Justin Fields if you're rebuilding. Um, Maybe you do, but I I don't know. You know, maybe you trade back in that scenario. Who who knows what GM they would have hired if they had let Pace and Nagy go last year. Who knows? Um, Maybe this is all set up to, you know, align for polls to rebuild this year. And I'm not saying that McCaskey had that kind of forethought to to do all this because he's not that bright. But I, I just don't. I just don't see how they end up with fields. If they fire pace last year, he was aggressive. He took chances. You know, they we've seen kind of everybody's wants to make their comparisons, right? To what polls is doing in his first year versus what pace is doing in his first year. We talked, Joe talked a little bit about Larry Ogan, Joby and him failing his physical and how some people are looking that as a failure on Ryan polls. And the guy had surgery two months ago, so it makes a little bit of sense that, you know, you are frustrated that, you know, Poles would sink his first big free agent teeth into a guy that had a questionable medical that was very public, that was obviously public knowledge. But then again, you know, where the NFL is allowing these agreed upon terms to be leaked before players are even able to take a physical so you have two days of legal tampering before the league year even starts where they are allowed to go to the facility and take the physical now if it wasn't that way we would have never known about this there would be no agreed upon terms you would just have a guy that came in failed his physical and and we're moving on Glad they caught it. Glad that that's not a another Purnell McPhee situation like Ryan Pace had on his hands. But Pace was willing to take chances on guys that were hurt, guys that had questionable uh, off-field issues, at least from start. But like a lot of those guys didn't work out. Some did. You know, Eddie Jackson worked out fine. Um, for a year. But a lot didn't. Yeah, for a year, maybe two. but. It was a fourth round pick. It, who fucking cares? You know, I mean, that wasn't that big of an investment at that time. So I don't want Ryan Pace to or Ryan Pace, Ryan Poles to get gun shy now at taking a chance on a guy just because he failed his physical. You did your your did your like you caught it. You it's okay. Like we're 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 okay. It's okay. He's not gonna be playing for us, unfortunately, because the talent is there. 
just the medicals weren't well that's that's also something that was interesting is that when ryan poles you know kind of went over the ogan joby situation they first the i would say you know this has been completely different than anything we've seen under the pace regime i think ryan poles was very forthright immediately releasing a press statement saying hey this guy failed his physical we're not going to sign him the keywords at this moment. So he didn't completely shut the door and bringing in possibly Ogan Joby for a lesser amount or whatever amount he said at this moment, which is interesting. If I was Ryan Poles, I would let Ogan Joby kind of see what the market is going to dictate for him. And if he can get him at a lesser number and bring him in and that's the guy they want, it might be worth it for a, a kind of contract that is, you know, incentivized for to bring in a guy like that and just not giving him the 13 million. So um, definitely interesting. But I think that was fascinating that polls immediately came out and said that. He also immediately turned around and signed Justin Jones, who's another three technique right. with. So he had a plan. He wasn't calling his pants down. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, for me, the Ogan Joby thing screamed uh, just the way I, as soon as it happened, I, I thought of this. It really seemed to me that Ryan Poles said, hey, I'm not going to sign anyone in this first wave. But Matt Eberflus said, hey, this is, this is the engine to my defense. I need a three technique. Like, we got to compromise here. You got to get me my guy. That kind of deal screamed that to me right away that they were going to pay that kind of money for a guy like Ogan Joby, which in the end, it didn't even work out. So we'll see. How it pans out, they they get Justin Jones, who um he's definitely not I would say he's he's a very good run stuffer, but he's not the quite the pass rusher that Ogan Joby is. But all these signings all have something in common. Most of these guys have been hurt at some point in their career, and they all just have a ton of upside. I mean, Justin Jones was a third round pick. He finally got a decent amount of playing time last year and played really well for the Chargers, uh, run stuffing wise. And we'll go through the other free agents, but similar stories, just young, athletic, hungry dudes um, who just haven't been given a full chance where they were at. Well, those are the kind of guys that you're going to be signing right now if you're if you're uh, Ryan Poles because you're not going to be signing your Tyrion Ter- 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 Ar- Arnold's or Armistead, excuse me. Uh, you're, you're not going to be signing your, these major guys who are ready to compete. They're know, all young too. Point. So you're competing. You're, you're signing the guy for the uh, the Rams. That he signed a huge deal. That uh, Luke, you pointed out to us earlier. Those are the kinds of guys that you're going to be finding to to, to, to sign. Uh, you, you're looking to uncover your next Akeem Hicks, and so you're going to be taking chances on on these uh, younger guys, lesser experienced guys, but you're also paying less for them as well. Right. I mean, Brian, Brian Allen is, is a guy that the Bears potentially missed out on because they spent the money on Ogan Joby and didn't spend it on Brian Allen. But we don't know if Poles had a price on Allen and wasn't willing to go over it anyway. You know, if his price was $7 million a year and he signed for eight, regardless of what Ogan Joby does, it doesn't matter if Poles was just like, nah, I'm good. Like, I don't, I don't want to sign him regardless of the money. I'm going to make this amount of money he's gonna he's worth this amount of money to me and he's sticking to it i mean you gotta you gotta understand value here i mean if you're going to a car lot and you want to buy a new car but you're only willing to pay 
you know x amount of dollars and then you go over that and you get stuck being caught car rich or car poor or however you want to look at it that's on you you know so i i i have i commend polls for you know going and getting the guy he wanted sticking to his plan with center uh lucas patrick signed for half as much as brian allen did and what the fuck is brian allen gonna get you i mean i get you know he's there to 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 protect justin fields and protecting justin fields is is of utmost importance but but you've upgraded mustafer so like absolutely like is brian allen worth double the amount that lucas patrick is i don't i don't know but i don't think so not double see see, here's the here's the thing that i people are are caught up on too and you know, it could be a knock of them, you know, just not watching the film or, or whatever. But, you know, Lucas Patrick has been kind of like a swing interior guy for the Packers um, for a while. And he's been uh, he's not a full time starter, but he's had to play a lot of games to fill in for injured players. So a lot of people just say, oh, we signed a backup from Green Bay. But it's like if you actually watch the guy play, he's never really been given that chance to start. So. If you put him in that role, um, it's not just that though, it's the mentality. Like Ryan Poles again, he he talked about immediately we heard about how he didn't like how the offensive line was. And I think this is why James Daniels wasn't re-signed. 24-year-old James Daniels, because he's soft. He's not the guy to pick up Justin Fields after he gets hit, right? Lucas Patrick in his first interview, what does he say? I want to keep the quarterback clean. Like he talks about his relationship with Aaron Rodgers and how they did everything together. Like, this is the kind of attitude you need. Lucas Patrick is coming in immediately talking about keeping the quarterback clean and taking it personal when guys are hitting him and, and playing with a, a physical, aggressive mindset. And that's, that's what Ryan pulls once up front. You know, he'll take guys like that, that gritty attitude, five of those over, you know, better talents who are, who, who are soft players. So there's definitely a theme here in free agency, and I can't say – I, I mean, I personally, I love it. Well, as much as we hate those guys up north, let's all be honest with ourselves. They've had a pretty stellar offensive line for. They've been a the, farm for growing O line, right? For the better part of it, you know, a decade or, or more. So you, you taking a guy out of there a little. It's just like taking a, a Steelers wide receiver, and and you know, Frank. Quite frankly, uh, the Bears have struggled to develop anybody you know in, in any position over the course of, of the last t- decade so let's let's take a guy out of uh out of the green bay system and throw him in there and get nasty and see what he's made of i think it fills a hole for us i think it fills a, a, need, a need for us and i think it's going to be you know I, 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 honestly all, all all it comes down to uh luke and chris is when you get on twitter and you're trying to talk to the, the twitter mob they just want to spend a big contract on a big name they think it's madden and oh if you just buy you just buy the biggest name available and it's going to work right out for you well you know sometimes i i i, I love the approach i think that you, you're getting deep into the scouting side of things uh and you're having to be start, smart with your money you're having to make tough decisions and while yeah i said earlier in the podcast oh we're just gonna win four games next year no we're probably gonna do better than that but you you, you got to temper expectations for what this bears team is going to be next year 
while we're on that point, I mean, we can also talk about, you know, Lucas Patrick also said there was 10 plus teams, 10 to 12 teams interested in his services. And he chose, he chose Chicago because of his familiar familiarity with Getze and something that bears new assistant GM has been known for uh, Ian Cunningham, who they brought over from the Eagles has been known to be convincing players, linemen specifically, to come play for his teams, whether when he was in Philly, he's been known for that. He's notorious for for being able to talk to these guys and persuade them to come play for him, which I thought was really interesting. And while we're on that topic, Justin Jones was very close to being a Colt, and Matt Eberflus had a midnight conversation with him to uh, convince him to come be a Bear. So there's something to be said about players buying into this specific philosophy that Eberflus is bringing to the bears of, of that intensity and passion and, and guys buy into that. They love it. Cause if you have 11 guys playing with that, you're going to beat more talented teams sometimes if they don't have that mentality. My favorite story about Lucas Patrick is, uh, you know, when he got, when he got under Aaron Donald's skin so much that Aaron Donald decided to choke him and get a $10,000 fine. Uh, you get under all pro Aaron Donald's skin and make him into Indomitian Sue and, and make him choke you. You're obviously a gritty, nasty guy that, you know, does his job. Uh, and from what I've, you know, heard from uh, guys that cover the Packers is that Lucas Patrick is loved by Aaron Donald or Aaron Donald, Aaron Rodgers, uh, that he, you know, has worked hard, has done it right for the past. Uh, three or four years in Green Bay. And, you know, I mentioned this months ago when we were talking about offensive coordinators and, and head coaches and stuff and said, uh, we should pick, we should pick up the guys from the Packers because, you know, it would one help us because they win a lot and two hurt them because they wouldn't have them anymore. So I don't really have a problem with, you know, the Luke Getze hire, uh, bringing over Lucas Patrick, signing Equimia St. Brown. I think these are good, low-budget, uh, high-upside moves. Like Lucas mentioned, you have guys that have not hit their peak in their career. At least that's the hope. And that can get another shot in a new landscape uh, and, and try and try again. So... Uh, all of these guys have that same type of thing in common. And I think having Poles and Cunningham leading the charge, uh, which I think Ian Cunningham also met Ryan Bates, restricted free agent from the Bills at the airport to try to convince him to sign here with the Chicago Bears. So we'll see how that goes. I don't know if that was a true reporter. Or not there on Twitter, but I'm sure Cunningham uh, brought. We can we can say it is. Who cares? Well, I'm I'm sure it probably is because Cunningham brought Bates into Philly as a UDFA originally, so those two definitely have a, a connection from there. Um, and Bates is an interesting player. He's only 25 or 26. He's played all. I think he's played every spot across the offensive line. I think he plays five positions, and he's been stellar uh, when he's been asked to to fill in on, on Buffalo. And that is someone they, they really don't want to lose. Obviously that's why they, he's an RF, you know, an RFA, um, but Buffalo only has so much cap space. So 
the Bears can definitely make an offer to him that the Bills can't match and that the Vikings can't match, which is interesting. And honestly, like, so this is my whole point about giving Ryan Poles time is that this is what he was brought here to do. He told us he was going to, he told us he was going to find guys, hungry guys in the second, third wave of free agency. These are the guys he's talking about. He's not talking about, you know, the 30 year old veteran who's always hurt, who's proven all star, but, you know, what for whatever. He's talking about guys like Lucas Patrick and, and Ryan Bates who are hungry and want to prove themselves as a starter. And those are the type of guys, you know, you can get away on giving them small contracts. And if they pan out, you hit the jackpot. Um, you know, if, the, if they're a Pro Bowl type player. So hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully the Bears can seal the deal here with Bates. And if they bring in Bates and Patrick and draft another lineman or two, they're probably going to be in a better position than people think. Uh, moving forward but that's why i'm not i mean how do you guys feel about this are you like terrified that this offensive line is just gonna it really in my opinion can't be worse than last year because i think the coaching itself will help too better scheme will help prevent sacks definitely think a better scheme will help prevent sacks better play calling will help prevent sacks uh Mm, you know utilizing yeah but utilizing justin fields mobility will help you know reduce sacks and, and not get fields hit uh so much and and just simply replacing mustafer uh, like which you've already done so roll tide <laughs> like i'm like seriously like you take the weakest link out of there you imp- you take the dummy out of the play calling machine you have to i mean what what, what how many sacks did, did they give up was it 70 something how, how many sacks did they give up too many, Joe. Too many. But I, I mean, the other side of it for me is, you know, people are I don't understand people's like jump to get rid of Jenkins 58. and Borum with like very minimal seasoning under their belts in a bad coaching situation. So League Jenkins, 58. Jenkins obviously came in after being hurt, didn't get, you know, more than what four starts. Borum had a little bit more, but potentially was out of position, but still got his seasoning and looked pretty serviceable. Jenkins has that mentality that uh, Poles is looking for uh, and being nasty. So, like, move him around, potentially. I still don't think that that's the absolute best move, but it could be. But to just, like, write him off after one rookie season under a bad coaching staff that was on their way out anyway – just doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense to me, uh, especially spending, you know, $16 million on Taron Armstead, who may not give you 12 games next year. It's not even just that. It's it's also like, just say even if Borum doesn't fully pan out as a starter, like you spent, I don't know, when was he drafted? The fifth or sixth round? You spent that on like a sixth, a sixth rotational guy who could play guard or tackle. Like that's still super valuable. Because Lyman, you know, rarely play all 17 games. So even having that on your roster is huge. But I think for me, the bigger question is what do those, what do Poles and Cunningham have envisioned for uh, Jenkins and Borm? I wouldn't be surprised if either of them got moved to guard, to be honest with you. Even Jenkins, I, I could totally see Jenkins being a dominant, 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 dominant guard. Um, and, and the Bears possibly bringing in another guy to play tackle. We'll see what happens, but I, I, it's not out of the realm of possibility to move Jenkins inside, in my opinion. Um, but even then, it's just like what whatever they envision 
I'm going to give them a chance to get it right before I completely blow my lid about everything. Like before we, I need to see the scheme, you know, coaching can make up for a lot of that. Like the coaching, getting the ball out of his hands fast and do, you know, running play actions and rollouts can keep fields clean just as much as the offensive line being good or bad or whatever. So we got to give this thing a shot. That's all I'm saying. People are quick to jump the gun. It's literally been, I think a week since free agency started. So we got to chill out. So if you, if you were going to go with that plan to, to move Jenkins inside, I'm just saying, or I, I, or I don't know to the other side and move Borum inside. Like, would you want to bring that tackle? Like, where would you get this tackle from? Are you going to get him from? The it draft? also could. Get it him? also could. Yeah, it could depend how the draft board falls. Like, if a tackle falls to them that they really like, and it's a guy that can only play tackle, okay, then yeah, maybe maybe you think about doing that. I mean, there's a lot of options. I don't know what's in Poles' head. I'm just saying, I wouldn't personally be shocked at all if, even if it was Jenkins that they said, "Hey, you're playing guard." Like, it wouldn't shock me. Yeah, I mean, at this point, who knows? Uh, for me, I just Jenkins' big thing is he he's extremely athletic. He's just a little bit small for a tackle, in my opinion, very prototypical NFL tackle. I mean, it's just it, it is what it is, but doesn't mean he can't play there. But I that's I just think he could be a, a dominant guard with his athleticism. Regardless, the guys like Jenkins are the guys that they're bringing in on their offensive line. This, the offensive line they're going to have next year is going to be—they're going to be tough guys. They're going to—they're going to have a group of five tough guys who are are going to take take offense the fields getting hit, which is is going to be a breath of fresh air for sure. And that's what I mean. Just this mentality is going to be fun to watch. Like, if the Bears are bad, they're going to be competitive at the very least. They are going to fight and scratch tooth and nail in these games. And the guys who don't, they're they're seriously just going to be gone. Like, that's yeah. my biggest worry about Jackson. Like Eddie Jackson, he might be gone. He, He's facing he the axe. So I don't know if you guys heard. Uh, so I was listening to CHGO podcast, and they had Brian Erlacher on. They were talking about the Tampa two, and Erlacher was just talking about the mentality they had on defense. It was just like if you were not running to the ball every play, like flying to the ball, you would get a loaf and your ass would be on the fucking bench. Like there was just no tolerance for people who weren't giving a hundred percent effort and running to the ball at, on every play. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to watch. And immediately I think of guys like Jackson who, and we, you said it before, Chris, Mac, Mac, Mac would not do that shit. <laughs> I, you know, I'm trying to think like, was Eddie Jackson's effort level just not there, or would he just not try to tackle? Because I think like both the last two seasons. Yeah, it's definitely been a little bit of both. I think the year after uh, eight, I mean after eighteen, yeah, what nineteen was okay, but twenty and twenty one were not that good. I feel well, like because wasn't because wasn't eighteen like the mass, his massive breakout year, and he and he, and he got that big contract. Uh, well, but, yeah, that was they. They also had. People also forget, like, he had Amos next to him. He had a true, strong safety. Don't say that name. We don't say that name on this podcast. Well, that's the name that should still be on the Bears right now, unfortunately. But that was, you know, he didn't have to worry about tackling. Amos would clean up. Amos was a fucking linebacker back there, man. He would clean up the mess. 
Wish we would have drafted Darnell Savage. That would have been nice if he fell to us that year. He's, but... all, he's all right. Who? Uh, nobody. Regardless, it's going to be a, a mentality change in Chicago this year, and I think at the very least that will be fun to watch. You know who's going to be a cap casualty? It's Harrison Smith that he's going to play in Chicago because Notre Dame and Chicago is super close together. I feel like if you're over 30, Poles isn't even going to think about bringing you in. Unless your name is Harrison Smith and you're banging heads and like killing people. Talk about talk about a nasty player, the dirtiest motherfucker in the game, dude. He ruined Mitchell Trubisky's career. Ruined it. Ruined it. That was pretty brutal, honestly. I remember that game. Trubisky was on his way to stardom. He kind of did stop running after that, to be honest. Like that was kind of the end of of Mitchy scrambles. Well, let's talk about some of the other free agents that the Chicago Bears have brought in since, you know, we may or may not know what the hell we've talked about the last couple of weeks. <laughs> who, who have we brought in? We didn't bring N- in Nicholas Kinko. Morrow. Nicholas we got Morrow. Nick Morrow, uh, who didn't Linebacker. play too much for the Vegas Raiders last year. Uh, 26 played- years old. He had an ankle injury. He played two years ago under Rod Marinelli when Marinelli was there. DC interim, oh, so that's there's familiarity with the defense there. Marinelli knows knows a little bit about something. We also on the defensive side of the ball signed Justin Jones, who we've touched on, and Al Quadin Muhammad. Who oh, well was done. Previously in Indianapolis, a defensive end for high motor, high, high motor, motor guy, two year, eight million dollar deal. Another try hard, go fast guy. Mark, Over yeah. on the offensive side of the ball, who you know, Bears Twitter will tell you we've done absolutely nothing with. Uh, they signed a, an interesting signing for me was Kari Blossing Game from the Tennessee Titans. Oh, oh, oh. Who, if you want to talk about protecting field, this is a big guy who's actually really fast for a fullback uh, and had a. <laughs> I don't know if it was a preseason game or a regular season game, but he had like a 60 yard screen pass against the bears and just like ran right past everybody on the defense. So, uh, sorry, blossom game, blossom game, balls, balls in game is what I'm going to call him. Cause he's got his balls in the game and on the table. Uh, the offensive side of the ball also brought Equimia St. Brown from the Packers wide receiver. Uh, Byron Pringle is another good signing for the, Poles regime in out of Kansas City, super fast. Great value, uh, Tyreek Hill. I'm good with that. Low budget uh, chip for the can of Pringles that we're getting. So and uh, I actually, I, I love that signing. To be honest with me you, me too. I think there's, I mean, he was what in Kansas City wide receiver four there, just because there was so much talent in front of him. So it was like, I mean, what he had. He had decent stats last year, and he's a decent player, and he blocks, and he's a team player. He just hasn't had a chance. So I actually like that signing a lot as a wide receiver three for the Bears. Me too. It's like Jimmy Bird, but actually good. Started five games last year, played 586 snaps, which is about 50% of the snaps. Had 60 targets, 42 catches, uh, 13.5 yards per reception. Had five touchdowns. 
uh five drops on the 60 targets uh yeah wasn't a wasn't a bad receiver the 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 numbers honestly remind me exactly of demir bird in uh new england the year before but hopefully byron pringle is uh turns out better in chicago you're looking at uh, it right there krugman what's his yards per catch yards per reception career yeah Career? Yeah, are you looking uh, at that right there? I was looking at it. Uh, give me a minute. I guess last year it was thirteen point five yards per reception. In his career, he's right there as well, thirteen point four yards yeah. per reception. It's perfect for Fields. Honestly, the Demir Bird thing was a little bit. We knew his stats were weird just because, like, he was like the option in New England when they had nobody and they had Cam Newton at QB. He was. A bizarre offense. Pringle, I actually think, has a ton of upside uh, to be a decent player. Um, I want to see one thing. So, I, I, while Chris is looking that up, I mean, as of now, that's that's where the Bears are at in free agency. Um, they did, guys. They did resign uh, special DC. teams. Yeah, special teams H DeAndre Ace DeAndre Houston Carson. Who? Oh yeah, I, I like him. That's, that's a big Don't deal he, for me. He always has timely turnovers too. Honestly, Definitely. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind him getting some snaps at safety. I feel like he's the type of guy that will play or, hard. Or, or, or nickel corner, man. I mean, he, he, I think Thomas Graham is. I think is going to have a big year. I, you said get some snaps, man. I didn't say be the full time starter stud. Speaking of corner, the Bears need a corner bed. They they haven't really addressed that at all. An outside corner. Is Vildor even on the roster anymore? He's there. Fuck that motherfucker. Vilhor? You know, Artie, Artie Burns signed somewhere. He gone. Artie Burns. He signed somewhere else. I just looked at this. God dang it. Anyway, the the Bears do need to address that. I think they're going to either draft somebody or look at a you know the deep corner class isn't it ooh, it's not very top end but a lot of mid quality yeah, they, they like the music. they like the length uh out of their out of their corners uh they like guys with long arms big hands take the ball away so if you big know shoes. anybody <laughs> you got a size 12 or up <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's really the rest of free agency will kind of we'll really see. It's really going to tip the Bears' hands on what they're going to do in the draft, to be honest with you. Like, yeah. at this point, I'm, they are, in my opinion, the Bears are penciled in for a big wide receiver with their first pick. Well, it's going to be Pickens or Watson, Joe. I'm sorry to tell you. You're going to get one or the other, and I have a feeling we're going to get Pickens. Just because Joe doesn't want him? It's not gonna well, be, Ryan Poles is going to interview him, and he's going to know this is not the guy. He's already – they've talked to him a few times. Yeah, and every time – the first time they were like – they all walked away, and they're like, huh, we got to talk to him again. They brought him in. Uh, they're not liking this guy. They're not, they're not, they're not comfortable with him. Uh, I, if, honestly. If, if, if Ryan Poles is a good judge of character, that's how he's going to walk away with him. Well, then he can take Christian Watson, and we can all be happy. I'd be down for that. I would. I would totally be down for that. You sure? You, I wouldn't. You don't think we're going to trade that thirty-nine pick back? 
that's the more I think the more I think about it, I don't know, man. I just it it depends. You just they don't they literally you can't roll into the season with Mooney and Pringle as your two receivers. Why not? That's not, that's not got, like a hell of a duo. Better than the year about? they, they got bought out fucking Brown. Yeah, the equestrian. Better than the fucking year they they featured Cam Meredith as the wide receiver one, or 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 even worse, fucking the year they had Kendall Wright as the wide receiver one. Yeah, I just I they drafted know. that motherfucker Mitchell Trubisky and gave him Kendall Wright as his wide receiver one. Goodness gracious! They, I mean, they could trade back from thirty nine. I I don't know. I just I see them just taking a wide best available wide receiver there just because. My gut tells me that one of the big names from the first will fall out. Just because you like it. No, I just, there's too many fans like to assume the worst, right? So we need a receiver this year. And I would say there's probably eight or nine guys that I would love to have on the Bears. So fans are just going to naturally assume that all nine of those guys are going to be taken in the first round, which doesn't happen. No, yeah. I'm not going to, exactly my point. So there's going to be more quarterbacks taken. Yeah, exactly. And there's going to be more quarterbacks taken than people think and the whole nine yards. So, so when we play this like mock draft simulator and you only end up with Pickens right there, like that's not who you're going to be left with. I think you're going to have a lot more options at 39, which is what I think makes more sense. Yeah. It depends how the board falls, but I would say the bears definitely going to need a blue chip receiver early, probably a blue chip lineman. And then also a corner. We talking about? I thought you were on to play lineman. D- didn't you tell me you were in negotiations with Ryan Poles? Krogman's got it. Krogman's got the mean streak. I can that's tell. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Let's. Uh, well, I'm just pumped for the draft because I think that's where the where the bear a lot of the meat of the of a lot of the like offseason changes are are coming. For sure. And the Bears aren't done adding. I mean, we're in the second and third wave now. All the other teams that blew their loads spending their money. And Whoa. the Bears are are uh, waiting for their guys. And if Ryan Bates starts that, awesome. And we'll see who's left. I don't think there's really much on the receiver front left for them to pick from. Do you know who the best available receiver is, Krogman? I know Zach Pascal was like signed by the Eagles the other day. So there's really nobody left. That's a good question. Let's see here. And we're, and we're scrolling. Uh, this isn't even updated because of Laquan. Nope. Never mind. That's updated. James Washington? No. Ray Ray, 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 Ray McLeod? No. Julio Jones? Yes, but the problem is Julio's going to ask you for six or seven or eight million dollars, and it's a big hell no to that. Jarvis Landry, meh. Mm, nah. He's twenty nine. I mean Pringle's twenty eight and a half. So yeah, but you got him for three million dollars. No, I know. I'm just telling you. OBJ. <laughs> Talk about an injury red flag. Cole Beasley. T.Y. Hilton. Uh, I, I, think, uh, I, think, I think we should give Beasley a shot. <laughs> ha ha, this guy. This guy's hilarious. Uh, yeah, Keelan Cole. Yeah, no, we got uh, to draft probably two guys. <laughs> Sammy Watkins. Which I'm fine with. Honestly, like, honestly, if the Bears just like went into the second round and like, took two receivers, 
they could probably build a better wide receiver room than what the Jaguars put together this offseason. Georgie. It's funny, but I'm not even joking. Like if they took if if they took two wide receivers in the second, the wide receiver room would probably be better than Jacksonville. Do you guys remember when everybody and their mother wanted to re- wanted to sign Albert Wilson when he was with the uh, Chiefs and he ended up signing with the Dolphins? Everybody <laughs> was like, Oh my god, we should have fucking brought Albert Wilson with Matt Nagy and oh he would have made this offense so great. We haven't heard shit from that dude. Three years. That's how, how free agency goes, man. It's just that, and teams are cutting these guys. They sign like two years later because they suck. Eddie Jackson, believe- they're coming for you next, buddy. I'm sorry. You better get your your act together in 2022. You believe Jabril Prep Jabril Peppers is a free agent from the Giants, and he was in that OBJ trade. And I, like, I can't remember. Was he even like worth the shit for the last two years? <laughs> Nothing. No, his his claim to fame was being being cool at Michigan for six weeks, right? Yeah. Release, yeah. He got yeah. himself into like Heisman talk for like six weeks at Michigan. So while we're while we're on this free agency topic, I think uh, it's a good point to bring up comp picks. So right now the Bears have lost multiple free agents, but they are not in the comp pick territory because they've signed just as many. Um, the biggest net they could get is from Allen Robinson. He is right at the threshold, so they would get a third-round comp pick for him. Bleep that if, bleep hole. If they sign one less free agent, uh, then they have let go. So right now they are, they are equal, and they are getting nothing. So that's also an interesting game. I don't know if Ryan Poles is trying to get that. I don't know if he can afford to wait for that because, I mean, the Bears have a million holes, but. Holes I, for poles. <laughs> there, there, comes, there comes a certain day in the new league year where. I think it's after the draft. Free agents stop counting against that, that number. Yeah. It's after the draft? I believe so, but I'm not positive. Yeah, it's, it's after the draft and. There's also weird, like, I don't know if, like, if the Bears were to sign Ryan Bates, I don't know if that would count because he's a restricted free agent. So I think it's only unrestricted if I'm. There's weird rules with the comp picks. I don't fully understand it. The NFL doesn't even release their formula, it's just been deciphered from literally people on Twitter, and they almost found it out to a T from just decoding. Over that cap has a like a probably a five hundred at least word article, if not a thousand word article, all about it. Uh, go read that if you want to learn more about. Uh, yeah, some guy, some guy, they they got their info from some guy on Reddit who decoded the uh, the uh, comp pick formula. Basically, it's, it's very bizarre, but basically they work like first it cancels out player for player and then if you lose more players than you gain it, it cancels out from whatever rounds the players you lose versus players you gained are so that's why the bears would free up Allen robinson because all their players were like fourth and fifth rounders that they lost james daniels probably akeem hicks who else did they lose in free agency robinson they... I mean, actually lost already or have not signed yet? 
What are we talking no, about? How many, how many have they lost? Uh, I had that pulled up. Nichols, Nichols, Robinson. Bars? I don't think he counts. I don't think he's They still lost him. Damian Williams? Damian. Dude, how about Ryan Pace, man? Ryan Pace immediately goes to Atlanta and fucks up their quarterback room and signs Marcus Mariota, dude. That's what's so funny because he wanted him on the Bears so bad. Do you guys remember that? He's not their their GM, though. He's just a dude. He's literally, he signed, he signed like Elijah Wilkerson, Damian Williams. Like, you're telling me Ryan Pace. That dude, that he's bringing all the bums he had floating around in Chicago for years. Blau and then, Nichols, he brings in, and then Mariota signs. Is there. Phil Emery still in Atlanta? <laughs> he might be. I'm not I think sure. So, <laughs> so <laughs> well, they've lost Blau Nichols, Jakeem Grant. Uh, I don't think Grant one doesn't count. Why? Some, there's something with his contract, like he didn't fulfill his whole contract or something like that. There was some kind of like, there was some kind of option in his contract, and he didn't fulfill the whole thing, so he doesn't count. The guys that don't count are like guys that sign one year deals under 1.75 million. So Alex Bars doesn't count. O'Donnell doesn't Grant. count. Jalen Tabor. Yes, Phil is, Phil Emery is count. currently still a scout with the Falcons. Damian Williams doesn't count. Uh, Jakeem Grant signed a three-year, $10 million deal, so he's definitely over that. Yeah, but it was something with – he didn't – he had he. you have to fulfill your full contract with the other team. There was something in his contract that he didn't – there's something in his contract that he didn't fulfill is why he doesn't count. I don't understand it. That's just what I read. That's dumb. It is dumb. <laughs> It's like you're still you're still losing a guy who's signing for ten million dollars elsewhere. It should it should count, right? Uh, so the Daniels, yeah. So Robinson, Robinson, Daniels, Nichols, and then we get to the people that don't count. All right, so three, and I think the big ones the Bears brought in were Patrick, Pringle, Morrow. I mean, Justin Jones got a Justin Jones. Year. Justin Jones got six mil a year. Byron Pringle got six mil a year, and then you get to Patrick and uh, Patrick got four, and Muhammad got four. So that's four guys over three over four million dollars a year. Pringle's only on a one year deal, but it's still a one year six million dollar deal. A lot of these guys are very short term deals, so you can tell they want to draft and and just use these guys for short term plug and play well i don't know all i know is right now the bears are have to lose a free a few more free agents to equal out the comp picks they still have like akeem hicks i I think jimmy graham's a free agent but i'm not positive they have someone else too that could sign somewhere so still a few guys that could give the bears a comp pick if that's the route they decide to go but like i said they have many more holes than they have uh than they can afford to not fill so there might be no comp pick for the bears this year just from that fact alone even if they're signing minimum wage employees unfortunately what do you got what what do the bears do next what's next in free agency do they bring in another veteran guard, do you think, or tackle? Eric Fisher It's a possibility, I would think. 
Dwayne Brown is probably the biggest name out there, but he's he's old at this point. Um, that's a that's a good question. I I think we're gonna I think it's gonna be guys that we are are household names. Yeah. You know. Um. You know, even the guys that they brought into this point really aren't household names. Uh, so it's going to be more of that because you're just going to keep filling out. You're just going to need because you you hit on it all year long about how many free agents we had and how many holes you had. But you can't you can't do you can't fill that by 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 spending you know big money on your Dwayne Browns. It really or probably even on your Eric Fishers. You're probably going to have to go out and continue to get guys, you know, that need a chance. Yeah, and there's not really, like, a lot of young guys out there. I mean, Joe Schobert from Pittsburgh is only 28. He could play inside linebacker. Uh, Will Fuller, 27 years old, a lot of injury history. There's a potential opportunity. I would love Uh, that. Will Fuller is, I think, a very high upside guy. Good for fields. At least a body. I mean, for whatever amount of games he plays, it's a body. Carl Nassib is a a defensive end that's only 28 years old that tries really hard, that has a high motor. He kind of fits the... the what they're doing, but I don't... I think Muhammad kind of filled that hole that was left by Mac already. I mean, not... The shoe doesn't fill Mac's shoes, obviously, but... Just fills that position. Um, Kwiatkowski, man, bring back Nick Kwiatkowski. He's only twenty-eight, still, uh, still a virile young man. That Larry Ogunjobi guy still out there. Mar Mar is an interesting case because I don't know where. I mean, he can play anywhere from what I've seen. He's his athletic ability is similar to Roquan, so I don't know if they would play him at Mike or what they would do, or if they're going to want a guy who's more of a run stuffer in the middle. Who knows? A lot of interesting decisions, but the Bears, like I said, have so many holes to fill. they got to bring in warm bodies to fill them. Dude, aren't we, like, less we're right at a month from the draft? Just about, yeah. The draft's on the 21st, right? And the Bears have six picks or five picks? Yeah. It's uh, a tough well, year. I don't know. That's why I don't, I don't understand the heat coming for polls. It's just like he's in a terrible spot. Have we uh, been able to see, you know, what, what kind of pro days Ryan Poles has been, been able to visit? No, I don't normally buy too much stock into that just because there's Oh, Any guy worth a grain of salt, I would assume that the Bears are going to have a scout there. Yeah, but I want to know which ones polls are at. Oh, I haven't, I haven't seen specific details on which one he's gone to. Yeah, kind of gives you a little, just a teeny bit of something, but you still, still, the draft is like Christmas morning. The draft is the best time for for for, for me in my lifetime as a Bears fan because hope hope, hope springs anew. <laughs> <laughs> it's never as good as it is right there to the draft. I tell you, the year we took Trubisky, I 
I literally had no clue what they were going to do. And then when yeah. we moved up, I was like, whoa, what is this? I was like, and whoa, I, here, we're going to get Watson. I thought for sure it was Deshaun Watson. And yeah, no, no. Um, and I, I that was. Aren't the, you yeah, glad I, we avoided that mess? Yeah, I totally, 100%. You know, the. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about that season this year and, you know, the 2018 season and like because they were talking about like uh pat o'donnell i think was the last phil emery guy to go like the last guy that was on uh the the phil emery drafted or free agent team or whatever like that he's that he brought in and they were talking about like robbie gold and i just thought like how robbie gold wouldn't have missed that kick and it just made me somewhat sad but yeah, Deshaun Watson would have definitely got us much farther than Trubisky did. But I don't know because there's a good chance that Nagy fucked him up too. So I don't know. Honestly, too, like Watson. And who knows? As much know? as as much as people say how good he is, he's only won at like four or five games a year. Like he's he's like an elite talent, but he's never elevated to the Texans to a level where they never were. You know what I mean? I thought they were like twelve and four his second year. They went they went to the playoffs one year, but like, I you know the one year dude he won like four games when the did they played the Bears that year, two years ago. What the fuck? Anyways, with all his allegations off the field, I know he kind of dodged the legal bullet, but you know, long shit long, though. If long term Bears win. If, yeah, well, 2018 they went 11 and 5. 2019 they went 10 and 5, and then 2020 they went 4 and 12. Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe it's just in my head. <laughs> Cleveland Sohos for so long. <laughs> they're the such latest. an idiot. They're so stupid. What dude? The picks was more than what was originally announced too. It's not there was like, like you, a few extras in there. Like if something happens with these civil suits and like something happens you don't get those picks back cleveland you just you just gotta yeah what if there's like shoes drop i was thinking like today about how much shit the bears got for like the trubisky trade-up and like yeah he was bad and stuff but like if you look at his record and his statistics you know who they're Two better playoff than? appearances you one division title you know who they're better than <laughs> that has like that got traded up for a first round pick was fucking jordan love dude who has not started a game in the NFL? Well, not for like not because of his own talent or whatever. But Jesus, Jordan Love ain't won no goddamn division. How come they don't give him more? Give them more shit? Because they have Rodgers, man. That's not the point. Well, that's why they don't get shit. That's true. It's still not the point. I know your point. I'm just saying the media doesn't look at it that way. Discount double check. All right. It's time to wrap this up when Joe's doing the discount double check. Sing the song, Joe. Take us away. Oh, God. Do I remember the words? Krogman's going to stare at me and smile the second I mess it up. Bear down, Chicago Bears.
Make every play clear the way to victory. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Put up a fight with the might so fearlessly. We'll never forget the way you thrilled the nation with your T formation. Bear down, Chicago Bears. And don't forget why you're wearing the crown. You're the pride and joy of Illinois, Chicago Bears. Bear down. Bear down, bitches. big money on your outdoor project now at menards we have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat right now all fvp lawn and garden and marine batteries are on sale through may 5th check out our entire selection of fvp batteries today and view our weekly flyer on menards.com for more great deals Save 